Welcome back to Corey and Lowry, episode number 105, and our first episode in the year 2023 is sure to be a good one. A lot of exciting stuff around the world of sports. Um, my main man, Sam Carter, coming at you, as am I, in a warm uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Tuesday afternoon. Sam, uh, how's uh, the new year treating you? Uh, pretty good, you know. Uh, not too different than uh, 2022. Well, uh, stoic as ever, Mr. Sam Carter. Uh, but turning to our question of the day, question is, Sam, what is the ideal place, I mean, like, coming out of what, this? I'm phrasing this terribly, would you rather listen to music out of your own headphones, in a car, on a speaker, or just straight up out the phone? Like, what's the best way to hear music? In the car. Um, just because, you know, typically, you know, of course your car is different, but, uh, my car has pretty <laughs> good speakers, um, and the bass is pretty good. Um, so definitely the car and, you know, you're always going somewhere. So there's always a destination. Um, so the one takeaway is, you know, it's difficult to change the music. Um, but that's, you know, when you want to hit a, hit a red light. That is true. Um, let's bonus question here. Um, is it more powerful when a song comes on, on a shuffled playlist or when you pick it? Like, do you notice a difference? Because I do. Definitely when it's on shuffle play, um, it's definitely not like substantial, but there definitely is a difference. Okay. You're not expecting it. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Um, but we had a lot of action uh, top of the show. Um, college football was crazy. Um, but let's start it off just looking at all the New Year's Six games. Uh, actually, let's talk about the Tar Heels first and the dramatic loss. Just, uh, I mean, honestly, this represents the season perfectly, just giving us hope and then failing. Um, they lose to Oregon, you know, which would have been a good win, 28-27. Um, we have a letdown there, um, but that's just – that's how it goes. The Turtles finish the season, I believe, at 9-5. and five. Should be. Yeah, 9-5 and five on the season. So exceeded expectations from the beginning of the season, but certainly you know, could have been a little bit better. And uh, turning to the first New Year's Six Bowl, uh, we'll obviously let uh, Mr. Sam Carter break down the Tennessee-Clemson matchup, the true Orange Bowl. Um, yes, this was a difficult game to watch as a Clemson fan. Um, let's see. I need to check out the stats. Yeah, it was a major letdown. Um you know, the offense, I mean, obviously we missed four field goals or three field goals. Um, it was a painful game for B.T. Potter. Um, Kate Klubnik it was 30 for 54, 320 yards uh, through two interceptions. But, you know, I would say, you know, 320 yards is pretty good, and I don't think we saw anything close to that from DJ. Obviously, no touchdown passes, um, 
but Shipley ran one in and so did Klubnik. Uh, you know, Tennessee just overall played better. They were just more explosive. Um, and, you know, they, they rattled, uh, Klubnik, um, in his first ever start. So, you know, I think that the future is bright for Cade Klubnik. Um, missing some key pieces on defense, like, um, guy, I can't think of his name, but, you know, there were two guys declaring for the draft that missed this game. So that definitely hurt. Yeah, I think this Clemson, you know, season is going to kind of be muddled in the big question mark. What if Kate Klubnick had gotten to play the whole season? Could this team have made the college football playoff? But I think we saw, as our two games represented, that the committee got it right this year, that the four best teams were in the playoff, at least I think. Um, But the future is bright, definitely, uh, for this Clemson lineup. as They look to return to the college football playoff in the year 2023. Um, so see how that shakes, shakes down, uh, next year. Uh, but looking at the sugar bowl, we saw an early Kansas state lead, but they fell eventually to Alabama 45 to 20 would have been the biggest win in Kansas state's history, but, uh, Alabama just crushed them there. Before we talk about the college football playoff, uh, let's turn to the other New Year's six bowls. Um, David Bowie, our friend, uh, called it as Tulane takes down USC by one point, uh, winning 46 to 45 in the cotton bowl. And then uh, Penn State just rolls over Utah um, in you know dramatic fashion, you know, with the huge uh, play. I think they had like the longest touchdown in Rose Bowl history. Um, so, you know, interesting end of the Penn State season after they they lost to Michigan and Ohio State uh, this year. They've kind of always been the little brother of the of the um, Big Ten, excuse me, Sam, but. Uh, do you think that this kind of solidifies, uh, you know, obviously we saw USC lose and then we see Utah lose, the two finalists. Um, but, Sam, where has Pac-12, the Pac-12 fallen in terms of relevance around the country? You talked about at the beginning of the season that they really weren't living up to your expectations. But how? what does the season do for them in terms of relevance as a conference um, after you know, losing UCLA uh, to the Big Ten coming up in a few years? Um, well, when they lose UCLA and Southern Cal, uh, I think that will take a major toll, but, you know, you have teams like Washington had a pretty good season. Utah had a good season, lost in the Rose Bowl. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon had a pretty good season. And then you look at, you know, a team like Colorado who, was so bad this year, probably bottom five collegiate teams. Um, and then, you know, they hire Deion Sanders. They're getting the quote unquote Louis Vuitton bags <laughs> that Dion is bringing from Jackson State. Um, so I think that, you know, despite – losing a traditional team in Southern Cal, you know, that'll sort of open up that spot that Southern Cal has seemed to hold in the uh, yeah, I think, South. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that Deion has really a chance to lift himself and this conference up. I mean, he could, you know, if he, if this 
if he leads Colorado into you know a Pac-12 championship in the next three to five years, we could see him at a major program, I believe. Um, obviously, I've always wanted to go to Florida State, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I think that would be tremendous. But that's besides the point. Let's get down to the real business of this episode, and that is the college football playoff, which Sam called um, two games that were better than any NFL game you will ever see. We're not debating that, but we are talking about. We are talking about. uh, First, let's talk about Texas Christian and Michigan. Uh, We see the upset um, with the uh, the Horn Frogs getting the win, fifty-one to forty-five in Arizona. Um, Overall, a great game, but we saw the targeting call controversy at the end. Uh, Sam thoughts on the call and not it not being called targeting at the end of the game. Well, I think when. You know, we saw this also in the um, Cotton Bowl. Uh, when there's a call like that, you know, is it targeting, is it not? You know, you don't want that final call to be what decides the game. You know, obviously this situation was completely different than the Cotton Bowl um, because Michigan would have a shot from – their their own forty yeah. yard line. Yeah, exactly. With what seven seconds? So there's it was like twenty five. Oh, but okay. yeah, it was gonna be tough. It, yeah, it would be hard to s- score a touchdown in that time, and you never know. It might be possible. Um, I just hate to see a call like that decide the game, um, which. You know, either way, I, I think it was targeting, personally. But, you know, I respect the ref's decision to not let uh, subjective calls like that decide games. Yeah, and TCU is primed, uh, certainly for their biggest game in their program's history. On Monday night, uh, as they take on uh, the winner of the infamous, I, I'm going to say infamous at this point, uh, Peach Bowl what a game, uh, Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. So many twists and turns. Ohio State leads most of the game. Georgia comes all the way back. The field goal. But the, the thing they got, this is what got me and Sam mad, um, as P. Diddy said. Uh, this is what got me and Sam mad, was when Ohio State has the ball and they throw it three times, just run the ball for three yards and get yourself in the middle of the field. I just I could completely not see why they had three plays. At least take a shot in the end zone if you want and to. And they had timeouts. And they had timeouts. They completely – that was a botched situation. Yeah. But I have co- complete credit to Ohio State. They played a phenomenal football game. I think they put on, in terms of talent, you know, over output, this is the most efficient game we've seen out of any team. Obviously, there have been better games played. You could argue, you know, Georgia where they crushed Tennessee. But this, you know, they were missing their best player, arguably, in Jackson Smith, Najiba. But I think that this was an incredible game. Ohio State lived up to their potential and proved their place in the playoff. I mean, Sam, what do you think about that? Do you think the committee got it right or think Alabama deserved to be in that four spot? Well, you know, you – it's hard because if you look at this playoff, the team that stands out is Michigan. 
They had the undefeated season. They won the Big Ten. They did everything that they could do to earn that spot in the playoff, and they rightfully earned it. So I think after this game, obviously Ohio State looked like the stronger, you know, I would say the strongest team. I think that, you know, some heroics from Georgia's defense is what saved uh, saved Georgia and obviously that shanked kick. Um, I think that, you know, TCU's pretty good, but I don't think they'll be – They w- I don't think they – will beat Georgia, and I don't think they would have beat Ohio State. Um, I think that the Fiesta Bowl was definitely the weaker bowl. But I look at Michigan being the odd one out as far as the weak teams go. Um, But, I mean, the committee couldn't have held them out. So I think that these four teams is correct. And, you know, obviously I can't say that TCU didn't deserve a spot because they won. So – Exactly. Um, so you got the championship game Monday night. Uh, interesting timing. Thankfully, they made it at 730, so we can actually get some rest instead of putting it at 9 o'clock like they've done in the years past. Um, but the championship, let me just uh, – I'm, I, I really don't know where this is. I, I should know where this is. Sam, you have any idea? SoFi Stadium. The SoFi Stadium. Um, so in Los Angeles. I don't get where they put it in L.A. It was in California cares about football. Yeah, I would have, I would have opted. I would have liked to see. They could have put it in Miami. I don't, that would have been tough for them to host that back to back. But it's interesting. But it is what it is. Um, but just a quick, you know. Obviously, I think everybody's seen the teams. I think this has been a nice analysis. You got it all. But all I want to hear from you, Sam, is I'm going to give it, and then you're going to give it score prediction for this final game. I'm going to go Georgia 20, TCU 17. Um, let's go Georgia 31, um, TCU 10. Wow. That would be, that would be a, a – an undramatic, uh, you know, ending to this uh, incredible playoff. But wow. I think we called Sam Carter brazen. I got to give him his props. I said I'd, 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 you know, hold that sound clip against them. But he was the one who believed that, you know, Ohio State could uh, have a chance to win this game. I think they played the be- like the better team. But that's not all that happened in sports. Um, we got to talk about the Carolina Panthers game. Uh, Sam Carter provided some commentary to me during the game. Let me just read off some of the text I was sent during this game by Mr. Sam Carter. Let's let's see what he says. He says he said this. The Panthers suck, bro. Do they play like this weekly? I struggle to watch the NFL. That sucked. I can't even watch this anymore. It's bad football. Any college player is completing that pass. Man, how bad is this team? As I'm going through the emotions, Sam Carter just lays into me. Uh, you know, Mike Evans has the game of his life as uh, J.C. Horn is injured. Ten receptions, 207 yards, three touchdowns. If you're at accounting, uh, maybe you're not at home. That's 48 fantasy points for Mike Evans this week. The Buccaneers clinched the NFC South with a 30-24 to win. Um, I think Steve Wilkes is going to come back. I don't know what Sam thinks about this. 
you think he's going to come back and be the interim head coach for the Panthers? Um, I think he should. He yeah, I, a pretty good job. I think he's earned it. Um, you know, given the limited talent and trading away Christian McCaffrey, I think he's earned it. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers do keep themselves alive. Um, so they uh, beat the Baltimore Ravens sixteen to three, and they're still alive for the seventh seed. Uh, but I would like to pause for a moment um, to talk about Demar Hamlin. If you haven't heard, uh, the Bills linebacker um, was uh, you know knocked out last night against the Cincinnati Bengals and hospitalized for cardiac arrest. We believe he's recovering, but still in critical condition. Uh, so that game has been postponed. And, uh, you know, all the prayers uh, and love to his family as he tries to recover and that whole Bills team, how are they going to rally around this moment? Um, certainly a scary sight um, in terms of football. Just the safety uh, last night will be it's a big concern, given that they had to stop the game. Um, so very – a very scary moment on the field, but thankfully um, he appears to be recovering. And now let's take you through the Week 18 scenarios. Um, so the AFC South, it's a one-game race. Uh, Jacksonville taking on Tennessee. Um, either team can win uh, this game and win the South. Um, so we can see the playoff debut of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, certainly Sam Carter would be excited for that, I bet. Yeah. And then uh, we got uh, the Patriots uh, can clinch the seventh seed with a win or a bunch of losses. Uh, the Dolphins can clinch with some things. Uh, the Steelers still alive. The Steelers need a win versus the Browns and a Dolphins loss and a Jets loss. I mean, excuse me, and a Dolphins loss and a Patriots loss. The Jets are already out. Um, the NFC East title is still up for grabs, but it looks like the uh, Eagles are going to take this one pretty easily. Um, the seventh seed for the NFC is pretty wild as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen, um, but I think it looks like the Packers, all they need to do is win against the Lions, and we could see, you know, this team we counted out at 4-8, and eight, uh, they could win five straight games and make it into that seven seed um, to kind of secure their spot. Um, so NFL playoffs, we'll be talking about that beginning next week, um, so watch out the drama this week um, to see who's going to be in those spots. In the NBA, we've had a lot of excitement. Um, but not in the case of the Charlotte Hornets, as they fall to 10 and 28, 1 and 3 in the week. Got a win against the Thunder, but everything else was a loss. LeBron put on a nice show last night. Um, he had 42 points. Uh, Sam, back to back 40 point performances from LeBron. Uh, do you think that LeBron still deserves to be an all star captain, Mr. Sam Carter? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean,. I feel like he's earned earned a spot that, you know, I mean, he's, what, like 45? <laughs> <laughs> he's only 38, but, yeah. Well. Getting up there. I mean, how, realistically, how many more years is he going to be in the league? I feel like I'm going to say it's either going to be, it's going to be next year or be his last year, I bet. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that. As much as Sam and I might be LeBron haters, would you consider yourself a LeBron hater? For sure. I think you have to appreciate. Maybe not a hater. Just an anti-goat platformer. Yeah. And I think that you have to. I I was watching this game. You know, I haven't watched a lot of Hornet games this year. But watching that, you know, he, he played an excellent game. And I just think just appreciating this last little run is going to be very important because he is. He's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I used to be a LeBron fan, not anymore. 
But I think that we, the appreciation is something that has to happen because he's not going to be here for very long, like Sam said. Um, but, you know, let me just say uh, things are going crazy in the NBA right now. Donovan Mitchell with 71 points in overtime, I will mention, not just in regulation, uh, last night against the Bulls and 11 assists. Uh, Sam, reaction to this performance? Um, you know, I think what this shows is, you know, Donovan Mitchell is probably, you know, a better pick than Malik Monk. Um, <laughs> wow. That was that, that cut, that cut deep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think it shows that he's, he kind of is a one man show. He did it in Utah and now he's doing it in Cleveland. Um, I just, I would consider myself a very mild Donovan Mitchell fan. Very mild. Um, He's got nice shoes always. He's got a nice shoe game. Yeah. I'll give him that. I I don't want people saying, oh, you're a bandwagon. I I just think he's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he put on a sensational performance last night. Um, As did Mr. Clay Thompson, who has been doing quite a bit of talking uh, in the media. Uh, He had 54 points against the Hawks, getting the double overtime win, obviously, without Steph Curry. Um, team of the week, got to be the Brooklyn Nets. They're on a 12-game winning streak. Kyrie Irving is back to his old uh, ways, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he had a nice dunk, though, last night, if you want to check that out. Uh, worst team of the week is the Phoenix Suns. They've slipped to the eighth seed after being at the top for most of the of uh, November and December. They've slipped all the way down to the eighth seed. And then Rim Antics in Denver. Um uh, Celtic center uh, Robert Williams threw down a dunk Vince Carter style that literally bent the rim and like tilted it down. So they took 40 minutes to fix it. And after 35 minutes, they realized we can't fix this. So they put a new rim on. And Jalen Brown argued that the rim was still a little bit slanted. They didn't stop the game, and the Celtics were unable to come back. They were down five, I think, at the point, and they were unable to come back because Jalen Brown he was complaining. Uh, Sam, thoughts on Jalen Brown's response, and should they have stopped the game? It just seem a little fishy. What, what do you think about this whole situation? It's like, come on, bro. Come on. Uh, so what if the rim's slanty? I mean, what? It's not like it's straight down. Yeah, I, you're saying I think they would have noticed. I think more people would have said something if it had been that egregious. Well, and it it shouldn't matter that much if if no one else noticed anything or said anything, then it shouldn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's certainly an interesting look into kind of how you know the NBA has handled these situations. Ever since Shaquille O'Neal, there's kind of been that interesting like look into how that they're not as pertinent on you know these broken rims but obviously very impressive the Rob Williams was able to bend an NBA rim which I mean given how fortified they've been recently uh but look, yeah exactly um and looking at college basketball uh the Tar Heels suffer another close loss to Pitt Pitt's guard he went insane he had 33 points uh so the Tar Heels lose by two they're unranked now nine and five uh, next week they play Wake and Notre Dame at home. Critical games, got to be Wake and got to be Notre Dame. Um, Mondo Baycott is our Player of the Week. 
Team of the week has got to be Baylor. They got to, I mean, excuse me, worst. I, I mix these up. Worst team of the week is Baylor. They suffered a huge loss to Iowa State. Um, I think they lost by like 25 points at home. You can't do that to an unranked team. And then uh, team of the week, Missouri, uh, climbing into the rankings, also at 12-1. and one. They got a massive win against Kentucky, and they're going to be a threat, uh, I think, in the SEC this season. Uh, looking at the important games of the week, we got Kentucky uh, taken down big time by Missouri, as I just mentioned. Uh, Alabama staving off uh, Mississippi State. Uh, 78-67, uh, Arkansas falling to LSU 60-57, and Connecticut falling to Xavier 83-73. And then last night, uh, big man Zach Eady and Purdue lost by one point to Rutgers as the number one team falls, and there are no undefeated teams left in the country. Um, so that is going to do it. That wraps it up. Incredible week. we got the national championship coming up. NFL playoffs coming up. Rolling into ACC play, and then uh, the NBA will remain in the the background until the playoffs. Um, but Sam, any uh, final thoughts here? Nope. Well, I, I do have to mention. I have to mention this. Just looking at, I, I want to say something. I think that don't hold me to this, but I think that the emotional fatigue of the Ohio State game could play a factor in a potential Georgia loss. Yeah. I th- well, go ahead. It's funny you mention that because you saying that reminds me of a few years ago, it was Gonzaga's year to win it all. I think that the fatigue, again, from the UCLA semifinal. Right there. Right there. You know, warmed down, and they just got – Jalen sucks. Man, that was an that was an awesome basketball game. Yeah, that was a game. Great that was a game. I was just saying that semifinal. Oh, I thought you were talking about the ba- the Baylor game. Yeah, the Baylor game was just good defense. I'm saying like that semifinal was just crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like college basketball hasn't had the that game yet. They haven't had anything kind of crazy. I didn't I didn't get to watch that Purdue game for the last like five minutes. That was pretty good. But I, I think really we're waiting on that Duke UNC matchup, that first John Shire Duke UNC game, big time. It's coming at you February fourth. All right, well that is going to do it for Curtin Lowry, episode number one hundred and five. And hear from us next Tuesday. <laughs>